Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paul Smith Podcast. Today I have a good friend of mine, Dave Longley. Hello. How are you? Is it on me now? I don't how's it work? It's up, you can see it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, but your it's, head's in the way. If it's uh, in the red, it's the it's the live shot. If it's in the green, it's the shot that's gonna come up. Good. Good, good, good. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. You're very um hey, <laughs> Let's not talk about it. That's for the video. Uh, Dave has joined me today to uh, obviously just have a chat and stuff like that. We haven't seen each other for about a year, have we? Well, no. No. That's not why I'm here. No, you're here to plug your book. Um, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't drive two and a half hours just to see little old me, would you? Know? No. It wouldn't have been a year. No, no. I would have been up like Very selfish reasons yeah. to come yeah. down. Well, I, well, last time I recall, we did arrange to do a meet-up, but you bottled it. Because <laughs> Jack Carroll didn't, and he's a spastic, so <laughs> he was up yeah, for a fight. Yeah, but he knows you're not going to hurt him. That's right. Only emotionally. Yeah. Not, I mean, you hurt me emotionally all the time. Okay. They. I mean, if you're watching this on the camera, I mean, I don't think you can get the full scale of Dave. You need to follow him on Instagram. Dave um, used to look like a crackhead, didn't you, mate? Yeah, AIDS. Yeah, full on a like Tom Hanks AIDS in the eighties. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. So that was and then 2012, and then by about then you got on the fucking red meat, didn't you, kid? No. Yeah, but no, I got on. Well, I did start in strength. So like from 2012 February up to sort of July. I just got dead fat. I went from 12 stone to 16 stone, but I had a big belly. Mm. So it took like three years before it actually looked like, oh, he lifts. Because mm. I remember, so I, I, I hadn't seen you for a while at that point. And I remember, because they were doing comedians boxing, weren't they? And they, someone said, no one will fight Longley. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, have you seen Longley? I went, yeah. Yeah, but so I don't think that would have gone very well. And then for I saw, me. yeah, and then you were like fucking, yeah, like fucking hench. <laughs> I was I like, oh, that... oh, I see. Oh. Well, what it was is no one would fight Haddingham. That was what it yeah. was. So, um, Kai phoned me and he goes, "We fight Haddingham." And I went, "Oh, can't you find someone I don't like?" Do you know, because yeah. you can't fight your mates, and it's like I don't think people realize as well. I said this to Barry Dodds when he got the 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 uh, the fight. I said, "You need to start training now." Yeah. I said, because a week before, everyone's going to realize, oh, we're going to be punching each other in the face. And that's not nice. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it'll be fine. So I'm like, all right. And then a week before, he's like, I need to learn how to punch. <laughs> so it's too late now. So, so yeah. So I said, I'll fight Haddingham. And then I think Kai called uh, Milo a pussy for not fighting him. And then Milo went, okay, I'll fight him. And what no one realised about Milo is he's a fucking straight psychopath. <laughs> yes, yeah. And trained like a monk for four months. I was with Haddingham the night before of the comedian's boxing and he was eating chips at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> talking about his fucking asthma or something and saying, yeah, I really should get in shape, you know. Whereas Milo's up at six fucking drinking raw eggs in the gym at 10 doing rounds with amateur boxers. Yeah. For those who don't know, Haddingham's Dave Haddingham, who's an actor from the northeast. Milo is Troy Hawk. Oh yeah, so yeah. Not to, Troy Hawk. not to um, betray his, his alter ego, but he's he's coming on the podcast next week, so you'll find that out then anyway. But yeah, Milo is a good Milo's, boxer. He's a fucking incredible boxer. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's he's a sneaky fucker. 
Yeah, he's a cunt. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm fucking hypocrite saying that because the last time he spotted that proper sucker punched him when he wasn't looking. And he never lets me forget it. But he was looking at my feet because we were doing Thai and he's used to boxing. So he kept looking at my feet and I kept kicking him in the leg. Yeah. And my Thai coach went, stop looking at his feet. And he went, what do you mean? He said, look at his chest. He went like this. And he went, yeah. So as he, I just went, bang. And he went, you cheeky cunt. Yeah. And then he started coming at me. But uh, yeah, he's got proper fucking, he's got gypsy strength. His hands are fast. He's really, really good yeah. at boxing. So we, at Edinburgh a couple of years ago, me, him, and um, Elliot Steele. So Elliot does Thai boxing. Or he does jiu-jitsu now. We went and had a play at the Pleasance. And uh, Milo just lit me up. Like, I tried all, everything I know. Yeah. He's hard to hit, and he's had nothing was great. working. Nothing was working. So he kept lamping me and lamping me. And then I went, can we do 30 seconds of MMA? <laughs> and he was him. like, mm. And I went, oh, come on. I, I promise it'll be all right. And he went, oh, okay. So I was like, jab, leg kick, take down, mount. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking nailed him. I just felt better after that. I was yeah. all right after that. But yeah, he's fucking great. But yeah, Milo ended up fighting Hanningham. And then there was no one for me to fight. And I don't, I don't know. I don't. Well, Rob Thomas wants to fight you, doesn't he? Does he? He says he does. He says he does. He says he does. If it was boxing. I know. But the th he's, he's the fucking. Because I said you were the hardest comedian. I don't in my that's, opinion. That's like saying you got the biggest dick at nursery. <laughs> Still though, <laughs> one of them kids has got the biggest thing. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play on the go kart? Uh, no. You'll one find of them this kids has got cubes. Yeah, one of those kids. Um, I don't think that's true. But who do you think? Who do you think's the hardest comedian? I don't think they exist. No, but like if 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 every comedian had to have like a UFC once I'll fucking like Grand Prix tournament, who do you think would win? Me. Exactly. But that doesn't make me the hardest. It just it makes does. me the... I don't think it does because it's it different. There's different types because if... So, so I'm not saying you're hard compared to real people. No, real people. <laughs> <laughs> just in the small bubble of fucking emotionally stunted fucking idiots. Yeah. Eating ginsters at fucking one o'clock in the morning comedians. Well, the, the thing with Rob is that he's done what? Like six lessons of jujitsu. And he's like, ah, I've got it now. Yeah. <laughs> if he, if Dave tried to do this on my back, I'd just do this. Yeah. And he's like the standard sort of UFC, um, like casual, like, you know, when someone's being held down, like, why didn't you just stand up? It's like, <laughs> do you know how fucking hard that is? Do you know how fucking hard it is when someone's holding you down who won't let you get up? Yeah. And then you're trying to get up and then you're exhausted. So the thing with Rob, most of it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I didn't know Rob until on Twitter, this fucking cunt got the got one over on me, which hardly ever happens. Like someone got one over on me. I was like, who's this cunt? Rob Thomas comedy, what the f who's this guy? And like, it just went from there. And then on Facebook, he's obviously like, you know what he's like, like I'll fucking bingo you and doing all this. <laughs> and then so he that, beat you in the punching competition. But he didn't, he didn't beat me. He got a highest score. He cheated, right? So I got seven, six, two. He got seven, six, four with a run up. So imagine 23 stone running at a punch ball machine. <laughs> so momentum's going to take that anyway. I went back this September and registered 778 without a run-up. So I am still... So you're the champ. The champ. I'm still He the just champ. told me to bring that up, to be honest. Well, good for him because he cheated. And when he says, as he said on the podcast, that he'll find a way to cheat, yeah. he probably would, yeah. which brings you back to what who's the hardest. So if me and Rob went outside on the concrete, he might win. 
Cause yeah, because he'd bite you. He'd bite and he'd do horrible stuff. But you put us in a cage and there's rules. I'd annihilate him. Like 20 seconds, if that. <laughs> if it went longer than 20 seconds, I'd be really disappointed in myself. Um, Can I put like 300 quid on Rob to last longer than 20 seconds? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, do that. It'd give him a bit of motivation. But yeah, he's just, he doesn't know. And this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's like comics. When someone comes up afterwards and goes, oh, I think I could do it. And you go, okay, well, there's nothing stopping you. Go and do it. Yeah. You know, it's easy. Like one of my favorite things about Michael McIntyre is when someone said, oh, he just talks about normal life. And Michael McIntyre said, well, go and do that yeah. then. If it's that easy, go and do yeah, it. Yeah, try and write 20 minutes on sellotape yeah, no. and make it great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try and do that, the thing about skipping and make people laugh. So you can say one, one way or another, McIntyre is a hack or this or that or the other. Fucking millions of people love him. And if he's doing, what he's doing is so simple, Yeah, go and do it. So Rob, I don't know, Rob's fun. I like Rob. He's just lovely. I think I've, yeah, he is. Just, this he is the is. thing. Like, did you see what he did? When I, I, he picks me. He always takes me to the airport in a taxi. Like, okay. he does the airport runs in a taxi. So I always use him. And uh, when he picked me, messes up from Turkey after we got engaged. He had all like balloons in the back. Of oh his yeah, taxi. yeah, yeah. He's a lovely guy. But he yeah. pretends to be a cunt on that. Much like yourself. Yeah, You're very exactly, similar people. Yeah. But the th the problem with Robert. So so going back to Facebook, like people would message me and go, "Have you and Rob fell out?" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, you guys don't get banter, do you? You don't understand what it is." And I don't want, I mean, he's not working class, is he? Because he's privately educated. Oh, don't, oh, he's going to fucking, I'm surprised he hasn't just burst through that door then. Talking about how he's the fresh pinter bootle. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't think people realise how, so, that, so there's a thing with, do you know what? It's such a big subject, I don't even know if I want to get into it. But, he, he is someone who will, like you say, he'll go, you're a fucking piece of shit and I'll kill you. And then he'll phone you and go, is everything all right? Yeah. As kids, da, 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 da. And I don't think people get it. And it is very much a, it's a man thing, unfortunately, whether people want to admit it or not. I think it's a dude thing. Like we will slag each other off, but like, so, so, um, Jack Carroll, at, uh, at Sloss's house a few years ago, we were watching Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor too. And we're all like slagging each other, having a laugh and da, 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 da. And then when it came to leave, everyone's pissed. There's quite a few of them on cocaine. But when Jack needed help to get to the taxi, everyone's up, everyone's helping yeah. him. You're right, Jack, everything okay. It was like, like, I just call him a fucking spastic. I mean, he is a spastic, but that is a medical term. He is, <laughs> his body is spasticated. It doesn't work properly. I think we should, and this is why I, because you always moan at me, right? For not, I love your podcast and I'm an advocate of your podcast as much as I can be. Not a public one. Not a public one, no. <laughs> and this is why I'm saying as much as I can be. Yeah. Do listen to Dave's podcast, but understand that it's not you came up with the phrase entry level it's yeah. not entry level yeah because you have to know, you have to have a deep understanding of your sense of humor to know that you're not a cunt well i don't it'd know it'd be so easy to listen to that and take it on face value when you're doing an hour of a fake chinese accent yeah <laughs> or calling jack carroll a spastic but he is a spastic i know but yeah <laughs> they have to know how close you and jack are and yeah. the fact that you and him have that banter yeah yeah and he's Oh well, okay. Because if so, if someone watches this and just says you calling Jack Carroll a spastic, they might go, "Does he even know Jack Carroll? That's a bit much to call Jack Carroll a spastic." <laughs> so, I will respectfully disagree there, <laughs> because I think you have to give people 
enough credit that they will appreciate that there's a the joke there. So I was, funnily enough, I was talking about this with my imaginary wife on the way up. I love your imaginary wife, by the way. Yeah. So now anyone listening is going to go, why has he got an imaginary wife? That's a long story in itself. See, you can tell stories about your partner. Yeah. I can't. You're not allowed. Not allowed. So, <laughs> so okay. So, so here's an example. I will go on stage in front of a crowd who don't know who I am. It's different for you. They know who you are. Mm. Different for me. They don't know who I am. And I will say that I find homosexuality disgusting. All right. And I will trust them enough to know that I'm joking. And I think it's the same on the podcast. So there's people who listen to it early doors who didn't know me at all, who've come along for the journey and now get the jokes. Yeah. But initially, so, so I did um, one of them political compass tests on my podcast page. Everyone came out as left liberal, apart from Leo Kurse, who's a Tory. Yeah. And my best mate, who's a libertarian. So everyone's left liberal. And I think we've sort of lost that ability to laugh at something racial that isn't racist. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I'm going back and forth with Eddie Who, and I'm going, oh, or whatever, right? They get that it's not racist, but it is, make America great again. But they get <laughs> the fact that, you that it's the racial. Market. Yeah. It's also that I'm trying to talk intelligently, but <laughs> I want to give people the credit to understand that it's a joke. Yeah. But it's different because it's so. So in this sphere, we're having a laugh, and I could call Jack Carlos Spastic. You're laughing, so like, oh, there's obviously a joke there, and I'm perhaps not privy to the joke, and I don't appreciate the language. But he's obviously joking, and yeah. sometimes it's fun to laugh at being naughty. Um, but also, there's going to be people who don't like it, and what can you do about that? There's literally nothing you I can really do. I really want to get Jack Carlos on next week and just have him crying. <laughs> about, about the mean giant man who called. But him his Spastic. whole career is built on the fact that he. <laughs> He can't walk. That's his. He's got his whole career is. He's just going on Britain's Got Talent, going, "I look like Harry Potter," <laughs> and everyone going, "Oh, how brave!" <laughs> I'm writing a sitcom with him. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. So, yeah, what's gonna be fun? Are you what? What? What's the dynamic? Oh, I don't think I'll be in it. <laughs> oh, please be in it. I don't think I'll be in it. He'll be in it because he's, he's he's been in movies. That's the thing. He's he very successful. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen him? More than he should be. Constantly rip Craig Campbell. Yeah. See, this is the thing with the, another My thing gosh. about Jack Carroll and you pointed it out. He's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He messaged me and he goes, why has he blocked me? And I went, are you fucking real? Why is he blocked you? He's a bullying cunt. Because you are a cunt. <laughs> And he, then he privately messages uh, Craig and goes, why have you blocked me? And Craig goes, because you're not very good for my optics. <laughs> and it's because he's not, because nah. you cannot. You can't defend yourself against them. Well, well you, you can, but you automatically become a cunt. It's like yeah. having a fight with a woman. <laughs> Even if you win, you lose. <laughs> so like Campbell's like, yeah, I fucking dominated that. Oh, spastic. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. You know, but oh, Jack's so bad though. Because like, we all know comics who've got routines and we're sort of like, I wish they wouldn't do that. No. Like Mike, I'll give you like a really easy example. Deliso, when he does his licking pussy routine. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, I, I fucking, I think Deliso's a really good comic and I've, I've, I've been friends with him for years. But when he does that bit, when he sticks his tongue out, he's got this little pink tongue sticking out and it just looks wrong and... <laughs> 
And it just makes me feel sick. And when he starts into it, I'm like, oh, I need to leave the room. This is just, I hate this. All right. But you're never meant to say it. Apart from just then. Yeah. So, so for, for Jack to go hard on Craig about Craig's cheese routine. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so wrong. You're not supposed (laughs) to do it. And then, so Campbell says that loads of comedians are hacks. Jack's straight there going, yeah, what about your shit cheese routine? (laughs) Oh my God. And Craig Campbell's a monster. Like for years, he was in the running as like hardest comic and all that shit. He'd have to be up there if he had his boots on, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. But anyway, going back to it, I, I, I think the podcast isn't entry level. So if you're not like someone who doesn't appreciate, so Kai Humphreys will always say that, that like I've got a deadpan voice. Yeah. But then again, this is like, again, my imaginary wife coming up here. She said, don't wear that hat. And I said, why not? She goes, just, 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 and I said, here's the problem. You want everyone to know me the way you know me. You want people to know me as this nice guy who's a good dad, who looks after his kids and he's friendly and he's intelligent. Whereas I just want to talk about shitting in people's mouths. <laughs> so is do I make a, her so happy the, or do I make me happy? Do you think like that's a, this aspect of your personality, getting this out to everyone else and getting it out on stage allows you to be that nice guy at all. So it doesn't, you can invent it. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, like in, the, in the same way as you get out there and you do jujitsu and stuff like that to take that aggressive side of your nature out there. Yeah. Out in, in a well, healthy the, way. <clears throat> the jujitsu thing's different. So I started jujitsu because I wanted to be able to teach my kids. Congrats on your purple belt. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever been prouder of anything. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not proud of anything. Like, I'm not proud of the book. I'm not proud of my squats. I'm not proud of my act. <laughs> <laughs> But that purple belt was like, fucking hell, I'm legit, me. Yeah. I'm legit. That is good. Like one competition is like, well, I wasn't bothered. I was okay for five minutes and then back to normal. But then someone someone else who you respect goes, you are this level. And I know that we, like everyone gets put through the mill to get a promotion. Yeah. So I was like, fucking awesome. But the jiu-jitsu thing's different. I started that because I wanted to teach my kids something so that they didn't have to go to a class to learn it. Yeah. So like if they didn't have the confidence, I could teach them at home and sorted. But then it does become that, like, so you, you know, you have, you don't roll for a while or you don't punch anything for yeah. a while. There's just something, yeah. it's not quite there, it's are edgy. you? It's like, there's a fucking, and when I used to do um, other martial arts and we didn't spar, like I would look for fights. I would look for trouble. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I feel great. Yeah. Like you just know, you just know you can do something, which is why the Rob Thomas thing doesn't bother me. <laughs> If he wants to fucking start, I'll just I'll just rip his trousers down, stick my finger in his ass. He'll have no idea how badly I can savage him. Like he just wouldn't. He just doesn't know. Like because the thing is, you know, you 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 know. I, I've seen what you did to that fucking poor guy in that competition. <laughs> oh no, but I, not about me. I meant you know with other people. Like you know. Oh yeah. That sparring with someone, you're like, yeah, I don't want to get into a tussle with this guy he no. knows what he's doing this is yeah. terrible i the, 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 the things that scare me i'll i'll roll with most people but the things I, i'd roll with you definitely because i know you yeah. hurt me yeah. i know you'd beat me though yeah because the things that scare me are one you're a higher level so technique's better but the main things that always get me are if your grip strength is as good as it is yeah and we're rolling in a gay i've it's just fucking it's horrible it's yeah. the worst thing ever. when you come up against someone with like farmer grip 
Yeah. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I hate Once the they gear. grip your lapel and you're like, well, I'm done. I hate the gi. <coughs> I can't horrible. stand the gi. But I was, I was spotted a black belt the other week and uh, slight. But he's been doing it for a decade. Yeah. And he grabbed my lapel and I went to break it. And it was going nowhere. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> you, it's like chess. You know that's the beginning of the end. Yeah. He's got your, he's got the grip If you can't wanted. get that off, you're fucking done. And once he's got that grip, he's going for something yeah. else. Now he gets the other grip. And like, right now. And you start pulling the bottom of your gear out and you're like, he's going to wrap that around yeah. fucking yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I don't like gay. Get off. <laughs> it's the, I, I think gay's horrible because it's really demotivating because if, you, if you're rolling jiu-jitsu, if you didn't know gi, it's very slippery and quick with a gi. It's so, it's so much slower, yet you're still as powerless. You can't do it's anything slow about death. it. It's a slow you're death. just watching it happen going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might as well. I, I, but you, yeah. don't want to, you don't want to go, I'll just tap now yeah. so we can start again. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I might as well. I'm not getting out of this. So you're still like riding, trying to struggle. I think, um, so like the night I got my promotion, I sparred with my instructor who's a second degree uh, black belt under... Uh, Braulio Esteemer mm. so like he was ADCC champion so he's fucking as legit as it gets and uh, and you're just going what's the point I'm trying everything what is the point and he's much smaller than me he's strong he's athletic but like oh, you know I, I get round to north and south and I get my Kimura lock my fingers Kimura from yeah. north south really good at it and I get it on him and he just does this fucking voodoo and he's out of it. And you're like, how have you done that? <laughs> fucking cunt. So you come out of it. So I came out of that like, that was shit. And then 10 minutes later, he says, the person who's in, this is what got me. This is what made me dead proud is that everyone always, so I rolled with George Cotier. Yeah. Who's amazing. Like really cool. Yeah. Leg lock stuff's awesome. And, he's, and, and Alan Cochran as well, they both said the same thing. They said, you don't roll like a big guy. Yeah. They said, you don't roll like a big guy. You don't squashes, you all technique and all that. So so everyone then looks at me and goes, oh, he's just going to lump you around and all this. So, sorry, that's my phone, man. I thought I put it on silent. Um, I'm going to fucking choke you in a minute. Sorry, mate. So, so he said that the person who's impressed me the most has been very technical. Their approach is technical. It's always technique over strength so i'm like oh he's promoting someone else and he goes it's, uh, it's dave longley uh, here's your purple belt and i was like everyone's like yes loads of people said finally <laughs> yeah so it's been a long time coming but yeah yes. i just love it but yeah like it's the same as comedy you've got to do it to get it mm. if you tell a normal person you got a purple belt who gives a shit they don't understand it yeah they understand like that's the i think that's the thing that a lot of people unless you've done it people go is it, is it, is it you think the black belt or nothing, don't you? Yeah. But a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, not many people get that, really. No, you got to see more now than back in the day, but yeah. Yeah. Hard. But it's like it's a deadlift. to get a blue belt. It's a, yeah, yeah. But it's like a deadlift. Your deadlift's like 150. 180 now. 180, mm -hmm. right. So you know what it's took to get to 180. Yeah, from 150 to 180 was so hard. Yeah. And I want to get to 200, but like, I just can't seem to break that now. Yeah. So you you understand the process. Yeah. And it's the same with stand up. Oh, you just uh, put some videos online and it went massive. Yeah. You just say, really? Yeah. What do you do? Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that all it was? Right. Did I write anything? Did I perform it? Yeah. Was I successful from the start? People don't get it. No one stays the course. That's the problem. No one enjoys the process. And I think that's the thing as well. Like, if you keep turning up to Jiu Jitsu and you enjoy your training, 
if you keep doing gigs and you enjoy gigs and you keep lifting and you enjoy lifting everything else is out of your control yeah i always say that to people who ask me for advice you can't really teach anyone stand up you can just say like just try and keep doing it and don't tr i just think don't rush it if you, if, don't try and be like michael mcintyre straight away or whoever you think yeah going going all right well i'm going to be doing live at the apollo next year a lot of, there's a lot of careerists i think now yeah oh i mean it's kind of always been like that but when i did a comedy course for uh this cancer charity i i the number of people i said stop doing an impression of a stand-up comedy <laughs> just stop. you know these guys who like never done it before and they go up and go hey so and you're like wait where'd this come from <laughs> like just fucking be yourself so yeah, like I, I still think there are people who do impressions of stand up. Mm. What they think stand up is, that's what they do rather than doing yeah. or being. That Did you always think that? Yeah, that, I mean, that's hard. It probably is hard to understand if you don't do it. Did you always think that though, going in, like when you start to stand up? Because I'm probably guilty of the same thing. I probably start to stand up and thought, well, I'm going to be fucking famous in six months. Um, probably did think that. I never ever thought I would be famous ever that never ever crossed all i wanted to do was just do it yeah so like from because i'm one of the rare ones i suppose and that i knew from like the age of eight that's what i was going to do yeah i just knew so the story goes that i didn't have a sense of humor till i was six i never laughed so i didn't smile or laugh until i was six which rings the bells for a lot of autism diagnosis yeah so so the school called my parents in and said all dave does is work he never has fun all he does is read, all he does is write, all he does is learn. He doesn't smile. We're worried about him. And my dad said, I'll sort him out. So my dad started recording like Phil Cool, Sledgehammer, like all this comedy stuff. And he yeah. just like binged me on comedy, made me watch it. Started telling me jokes, because my dad was dead funny. And, uh, and that's all I was obsessed with then. So then I was class joker. And then it was like, oh, you can make a career out of it. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So. But I never thought I'd be famous, ever. I just thought, I'll just do that and I'll make yeah. money. I'll just find a way. Yeah. But did you want to be famous? No, I still don't want to be famous. <laughs> Tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, there's, there's good and bad points to being famous. I, I don't. You get free shit. You get loads of free shit. <laughs> That's the good point. The bad point, there's just, it's just, everyone thinks, they, everyone thinks you owe them something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I'm a nice guy, so like, I'm very like, I feel bad saying no to people. I'm not good at saying no to people. So everyone's like, you get a lot of people asking you for things. And obviously to them, they don't mean anything by it. So we can't have any animosity towards them. Yeah. Because in their life, in their, they're just thinking, oh, we could help us with that. But they don't know you get a million people asking you the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. So th like... that's the dance. I just, and that makes you feel bad then. So there's a lot of things to like kind of avoid. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to moan about really. Yeah, I suppose if you got shit to do, but you do you do want to help people, don't you? Yeah, that's like a natural. Th so like, I don't know how I've ended up like this, but I've ended up as like this this weird uncle figure to a few comics who yeah. sort of phone up for advice and like I um I did this BBC sitcom thing and it didn't go very well um, because I listened to them too much. So then when people got similar opportunities, they phoned me up and they asked for advice and I said, "Don't listen to them." stand your ground you'll be able to sleep better at night mm. and you'll be fine and it came to a head so like i don't want to name names but they were on set and they said the director's trying to change the script and i said don't let them 
just don't let them stand your ground they will back down and i said and the cast will be on your side because the cast have to read so many different shitty scripts mm. that they'll be so happy to actually have a good one and they did and it worked out and blah 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 but right, what happened with your one so me and my mate ram wrote this sweet store script years ago and then we won this money to make a taster with yeah. the bbc on like five grand um most of which seem to go on runners <laughs> it's like that's why i stopped paying my tv license like it's fucking unreal <clears throat> like they said to us oh we'll put you up in a hotel and you'll have a runner and i just went well we'll just drive there why are we having a hotel i'll just stay at a mate's house or mm. something and let's put the money into um into the production so we turn up and the director wants to do some improv and stuff and okay fine so we do the improv and this the cast are telling me oh it's so rare to get such a good script we never read anything that's this funny and then it's then you then you get the edit and it's all the improv stuff and none of the script and so then i was like oh you need to change this and do this and they didn't do any of the changes and they sent it me and it was rubbish and then they sent it to the uh commissioners and they said it was rubbish and I went, well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is rubbish. So then that nothing, must be devastating. It is because you're like, this is my chance. Yeah, this is it. I'm on my way. But it's always the same. Like I had one a few years ago. I had this this script in, and it was going to be. I was told that BBC Worldwide liked it. BBC Financial loved it. Could see it selling around the world. Money spinner. Literally an hour before the final decision, they went, ah, we're not having it. And it turned out it was because it came from some guy in the Northwest who didn't get on with some guy in London. So the London guy didn't want to play ball with the Northwest guy. Uh, you know, but like, it, it, same with another one. We had one in and it was going well. And then that person left the job and someone new came in. The new person came in and was like, all old projects are out. I'm doing all my own projects. So that's the thing, that's what I go back to before. It's like, you just got to be happy with the process. Mm. You know, are you happy doing stand-up? If nothing else changes, would you die happy? So yeah. as long as I'm all right now, everything else is out of my control. I can't yeah. do anything. And that's what's fucked up with this year is that loads of people have realized that they weren't happy because once everything's been taken away from them, they can't do anything. They, they feel trapped or whatever it is. So you, you realize that you haven't got as much going on in your life as you, and now's the time to fucking sort that out and yeah. get it done, you know? It's not been a great year for everyone. I've had a great year. <laughs> I've had a pretty good year. To be it's honest. weird, I isn't it? You know, I feel, you know, when people come, there's been a lot of that. There's a lot of, um, at the minute, like he said, uh, you know, like the standard greeting, and ah, oh, shit, isn't it? And I never know what to say to that because I'm like, nah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm actually all right. I look like, back over my year, right? I won a competition, competitions at the start of the year, uh, made new friends, got a job, hmm. wrote a book, got my purple belt, spent time with my family, had a nice summer in the garden. Now it's going to be Christmas. Yeah. I'm here with you. We've always been in touch the whole time. Yeah. I've been in touch with the UFC group, mm. chatting with mates. And it's like, it's not been that bad for me. No. And that doesn't mean it hasn't been bad for others, but I think there's a, a, a bigger sort of spiritual, emotional reason for that rather than it's just COVID. Yeah. And it stopped me going to the pub. <laughs> there's more to it than that there's other stuff going on and one thing we don't do in this country is introspect we're not a very introspective country no 
we don't look at ourselves and go, right, what can I improve? How can I be better it's than kind, I was I yesterday? I think that it's, it's getting more, I think there's a growth in that area, but it is, it's, there's a mistrust towards it. Because I'm quite introspective. I've, hmm. I've become really introspective this year. And even like people who are close to me, when I try and speak to them about it, you can see the kind of like... Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is you... He, is, he, is his head fell off? <laughs> but, but, that's, but it's because it, it causes you to ask yourself difficult questions. Yeah. And most of what people do is avoiding those questions. Because if you answer them, then you can't be held responsible. It, 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 sorry, you are held responsible. So if you just avoid them, you can't be held responsible. So really easy example, being overweight. Mm. Why are you overweight? You're eating too much. Why do you eat too much? Because you've got a problem. You could need to sort it out. So someone who's honest with themselves does that, sorts it out, loses weight. Someone who can't be asked will just make an excuse. Like I know half a dozen people who make the same excuse. Ah, it's hard and I ain't got time and uh, calories. Uh, uh, oh, just be fat cunt then. <laughs> just, just say that. Just it's much easier. <laughs> just go, do you know what? I quite like being a fat cunt. I am yeah. too lazy to do anything about it and I accept the consequences. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to not be able to run 100 meters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, think of everything you take for granted. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. That's your own hard work. Yeah. That you I've could... been a fat cunt. I, I, I know what it feels like. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, not ridiculously. No. But standard overweight. Yeah, standard overweight to the point where you're like, you're out of breath going upstairs and yeah. stuff. And what do you do? Yeah. You do something about it. Yeah. Or you do the other thing, you drive a taxi for a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because I sit on my arse all day. All oh, right. You just force you through the drive through, do they? Is that what happens, Rob? You get forced through the drive through. For a fucking double breakfast. <laughs> Rob is, we, like, it, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to defend Rob Thomas, but I am doing it quite a bit. He is weirdly athletic. He is athletic, which is what's so tragic about him because he started lifting weights and he messaged yeah. me going, oh, I'm deadlifting, da, da, da. And I'm like, fucking keep going. Yeah. Because you'd be a beast. He would be a beast. He's, a, he's wicked explosive. Yeah. He's much faster than you think. He's, he's rapid though. Yeah. He, he took me down. Oh, he, he told oh, me that yeah. he spiked me on stage, didn't he? Yeah. And it was fucking, it was a great takedown. Yeah. Because he didn't even hurt me either. For a man his size to be yeah. able to take me down gently. Yeah. <laughs> so he's wasting his potential. Yeah. Because he'd rather have a McDonald's. Yeah. But good on him. Yeah, fair enough. He's not bothered, is he? I, I don't, I think he's deep down just happy and he's got a, he's yeah, got so a new baby yeah. and he's just, I think he's always just a, ha he's, he's got a good missus and he's happy. Hmm. I think that's the thing with Rob. I think he's very settled. And I think he does. I think part of him wants to fucking have abs and shit and be fucking ripped. But like, but we all do. Yeah. But we can't be arsed. Nah. Like, I know what I'd have to do to well, get this, this or get that. And it's like, oh, can I be arsed? Because I, I, I had my PT on last week. He was in great shape. Yeah. But he's a good PT because he's very, like, he's not one of these. He's just, like, there is pictures of him, obviously, with no top on because on, he's a fucking PT and what else are you going to yeah. do? But he's, because I've had abs a couple of times now. And so I could get, I, I, but like, I, I say a couple of times because, like, they don't last very long. Like, not if you're not for naturally lean. Half an hour in the morning. If you're not naturally lean, yeah, yeah. it's wicked hard to keep it's, them. It's stupid. Like, you'll have them and you go, fucking, I'll look great. And you'll have a sandwich and go, oh, well, I'm just fucking yeah, it's gone. marshmallow again. Yeah, it's like when you're fucking, it's like, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm going to do this straight after. I'm going to do this straight after. Oh, oh. Sandwich. 
It's amazing how the brain tricks you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah you're a fucking stud. You could do this all day. <laughs> oh, getting sore. Let's have a rest. <laughs> but the... um, I mean, I don't know who you do that with because you haven't got a wife. <clears throat> I do it with whoever <laughs> happens to be at the park at the time. The um, Did you see that, Peter Tatchell? I don't see fucking anything, Dave. You know this about me. So Peter Tatchell was moaning that uh, they've started... So there's this, there's this park in London... <laughs> Right. sorry this is a tangent there's this park in London and the local council is going to cut down all the bushes right because men have been meeting to fucking these bushes right they did that in the park by man <laughs> what time <laughs> no I mean they cut all the bushes oh they cut all the bushes that, down yeah. right so they cut all the bushes down and Peter Tatchell comes out and goes uh, this is homophobia <laughs> I was like are you fucking a house you dirty bummers just get away from the park why can't you go home and fuck because it's all married fellas isn't it of course yeah <laughs> which brings us back to the thing of like people are walking around with this lack of introspection and they can't face the fact so imagine imagine being imagine being closeted yeah. in the so far in the closet that like you you have to have these outward physical exhibitions to remind everyone that you're straight like you have an instagram where you're doing deadlifts <laughs> you take your top off do jujitsu like you're dead hard i don't know if you're talking about me are you <clears throat> you're wearing a make america great again hat oh, there we go <laughs> so so you have all this outwardness you have the wife the kids and you've got this deep thing that you know will make you happy that's a penis in your and mouth. It's a penis in your mouth. Yeah. Or two. Two penises. With one in your arse and one in each hand. And you're being spat on. And you're in a sauna and it feels so <laughs> slippery. Because we've moved house and it's close by. <laughs> and you're just like you're you're like you've seen your kids be born and you love them. And you've seen your wife give birth and you love her, but nothing gets close to <laughs> <laughs> nothing comes close there's a guy behind you just fucking slamming into you and your ass is bleeding and you're just like <laughs> and nothing gets close that's the best part of your day is that is that a daily Any, i mean like would and, that be a daily occurrence and you can't well i don't think you could do it every day no your bum would take it'd take a toll <laughs> it on the sphincter but jonathan mayer says that you can train your ass he would know. He would know. He, he, he looks like know. a man who has a well-trained ass. Yeah, yeah. So what? You, what trainer for what? Like, like, do, you, like you do kegels? Your sphincter gets more. <clears throat> I would see it after that. I would have assumed it would have got like loose, I would like a vagina, that, yeah. and then your poos just fall out. Yeah, you just. Whoop, I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. But the um, but yeah, anal reflex dilatation is a real thing where you, like you just tickle the side of the anus and the bum hole opens, ready for action. Apparently, <laughs> so I've heard. Is it? But yeah, 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 yeah. It's how it's how. I mean, this is a bit dark, but what? it's how they 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 claimed there was sexual abuse happening at a care home many, 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 many oh, years no. ago. That a doctor um, was doing an examination, and when the cheeks opened, the bum hole opened, and he says, "Ah, oh, that can only be from bumming." So someone, something's happening here, and then there was this big investigation. Oh, and it wasn't. It was just. It was just that. the fact that his bum hole opened because sometimes your bum hole opens. It's just, you know, how often do you look at your bum hole? <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? I don't think I've ever seen mine. 
I've seen mine. Have you seen yours? Yeah. Oh, in, right. in the mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. got I got one of them manscape things. Uh, do they are they good? They're good, you know. Oh, okay. It still does clip catch your balls a little bit. Have you ever cut them? Every it's, time. It's a nightmare. Every time. It doesn't stop bleeding. No. It's a fucking. I don't think people realise. But yeah, I just think, especially because how old are you now? Forty-two. See, I'm thirty-eight. So like, you got that got spread going on. <laughs> Middle-aged spread. Well, we're doing this, are we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so why shave them? Why get the turkey neck look? I don't know. Wouldn't I mean, you try and hide it with hair? Uh, but I have ginger pubes aren't good. But if very the, wispy. But if you so oh, don't hide I see much the texture. Thing. No, they're very fierce. You don't really have. You can just see straight through uh, them. Right, very yeah. almost transparent, like my eyebrows. Oh yeah, of course. So like, I might as well shave them off. Just makes it smell nicer. I got to uh, you get like bald refresher with that manscaped. <laughs> Ball freshener. Ball refre- ball freshener. Yeah. Right. Cool. You said refreshener. Yeah, it's like, a re- it's called so, what it is called a refresher, ball refresher. But that implies they're fresh and you know, it's like so if like let's say it's like let's say you're out and about in town or whatever. <laughs> you're on a night out and you've had a little bit of a dance and you're like <laughs> better you freshen these bad you meet boys. again and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna time for a shower. But do you think that's because girls are just porn's had a big impact on that. Mm. Rimming there is a big thing. It must have been a thing before. Yeah. But now you can't watch a fake taxi without John getting his bum all rimmed. He loves a he loves yeah. a rimming there. But if day. it's a it's a perk, isn't it? You're paying for it. I enjoy it a little. I don't. I I think it's gay. It's yeah. like Do you know what I mean? I think anything like round your bum Any... like a dick. What gay. else strap on? Sorry? Finger? No. Tried it, didn't like it. I love it, mate. I don't believe you. I think you're saying it to show no, off. No, <laughs> if you've seen my new show. I, Kyle, Kyle, yeah, but you're making it up. No, I'm not. And I, I, no. I, People think that, but until they see the bit, like Kai Humphries and his missus and everyone, and Ricketts and everyone came down on Saturday and I did the bit and they all came back and it, <laughs> they all went, it's real, that, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, anyway, so descriptive. <laughs> there's no it way. It could only be real. There's no way I'm clever enough to make that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so graphically descriptive. And I, 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 I know it. I, I, the, the best thing about telling the bit is, you'll have to wait until my next tour show if you want to see this, but uh, is that when I'm doing it, women in the crowd, there's more women, women love it because more women have been bummed statistically in the room. Right. So the, when I'm describing what it's like to take a penis at your ass for the first time, they fucking love it. Like, and, and, and I say that at the end of it, I say, I will exaggerate on stage and I'm not above making the end of a story. But the thing I love about that is, you know, I can't have made any of that up because it's so graphically descriptive. Um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's the, the be- so yeah, I, I do. I have been pegged. Good. And I enjoy it. Well, I, good for you. <laughs> you disgusting faggot. That's what she called me while she was doing it as well. Oh my God. <laughs> Does that make it better? It does, you know. Of course it does. It really fucking does. Oh, I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> See, I open your eyes to a lot of things, me, I think. You do? Yeah, Zev yeah. Bellringer was one. Oh, Zev. She Zev, was Zev, one. Zev, Zev. And the other one we can't No, name. we can't talk about the other one. But the, um... But yeah, I, I like that, though. I like the fact that... I've been offered money to, to reveal that other one, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is what a good friend I am. I turn money down. Oh, because <laughs> you're short. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, you saying that changes the dynamic of everyone's relationship who watches it. Mm. Because you are, you know, you're not this little. I mean, people are always surprised by how big you are. Yeah. Because I always think, like, maybe 5'6", five, 5'7", five, yeah. little squirrely. Yeah, I'm 6'9". You're a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah. <laughs> but by telling people that that more open people's eyes up to well this is what um Richards is Richards and his, his missus she people like I think I'm gonna have to try that now I think you should I think especially if you want to do it yeah if you want to do I, it I get a lot it. of messages from pe people going you're fucking not bad and now all my missus are talk is talking about is bumming me yeah I think a lot of women want to do it. But it's the next level. We like being ridden. Yeah. We like being called a naughty boy and slapped across the face and stuff. Yeah. But that's, so the finger's next. So well, what's the progression? What am I going to start with? Finger? No, don't go with finger. Finger's the worst thing to have up your bum. Oh. Don't know why it is. But it's for, for some reason, a finger hurts more than anything else. Interesting. I, I've got this little finger. I'm big on sex toys now. And I've got this little thing. It's called a helix. It's about that big. It's like a little, like, kind of... Is that Francis ridge Crick's shape. And then it's got implement. two hooks that come off the end, so it looks a bit like a like a T-shape, but, like, bumpy, right? And okay. Pop it up your bum. Well, just pop it up? Just pop it up your bum while you're having a wank. How'd you get it out? The natural... Because it's got the hooks on, so it can't go in. Oh, right, okay. That's what it's for. So, okay. So they just rest on your, right. on your, on your perineum. <clears> and your, <laughs> and, uh, Why is that word funny? I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the, the natural movements of your shrink there just tickles your prostate good it's a game lord. changer good lord yeah but it, it, you don't want to get to the point where wanks are so good yeah because i always find wanks to be like hygiene <laughs> do you know what i mean like let's get this done and carry Fresh on with the teeth, day yeah 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 like like i cannot you know like because i now work around people yeah. It's like, I need to have a mindset that is away from that kind of thing. So before work, drag that out, go to work, get your head down, get the job done, get home. Everything's fine. No one's got hurt. Yeah. That's a, but if a wank is like, right, I'm going to get this thing and put it on my ass. Yeah, I don't do it all look the time. in the mirror. <laughs> I don't do it all the time. But if, uh, if, so it's a treat. If I've, got, if I've got half a day off or something, <laughs> and I think I've got a bit of time here, yeah. let's, get, let's get the flashlight out. <laughs> oh, I... See a flashlight again. It's just too much. They, they are. They're, they're a fucking. They're a pain in the ass to clean as well. And then they take they take like a day to dry properly. When we moved into the new house, this guy had built himself an ensuite shower in a cupboard. What a fucking dickhead! Right? <laughs> and uh, like it was, it was shit. Yeah. So I gave it a try. Switched it on. The water just went bloop, 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 like yeah. built up around yeah. my feet, and I was like, oh, that's blocked, isn't it? Yeah. So let it drain unscrewed it the fucking smell uh just spunk <laughs> just dry old man's dirty spunk I'm like, oh so the fleshlight does not appeal but no because in the fleshlight you're just spunking into the fleshlight rather than down the shower though aren't you? So yeah but then you still gotta whiff it afterwards and... that in the sink, because huh? the thing again we're back to this thing of like like don't you feel that shame after a wank you no. feel that like, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, her, her, yeah, the one, yeah, that one, yeah, her, I remember her, yeah, you fucking slut, yeah, oh! Well, that wasn't no, very gentlemanly, was it? <laughs> like, afterwards, I feel immediate regret. I feel like, really, like, oh, that was, why, why were you strangling her? Like, just, <laughs> that horrible sort of, 
you know. Nah, I don't like, know. I have quite a good relationship with masturbation. Yeah, it's, it's all up there. That's mm. my problem. And my new missus is very open as well. I'm quite, a open, I'm quite open sexually and so is she. So we can kind of, I don't have to hide what I watch now. Great. Which is weird, but like, I'm like, so we, we just have funny conversations where she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, I have to hide she's everything. She's like, I watch lesbian. I, I ended up watching lesbian. I went, oh, that's not, because I was hung over the other day and I ended up on a fat girl in a car park with small tits. <laughs> and that was literally the search parameter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Fuck you can do it, Jenny. I don't know why you've done it. I don't Is that know. Rob Thomas in a wig? <laughs> <laughs> she had smaller tits than Rob. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck I, it, I, I don't know why. Tits. When I'm hungover, I get really disgusting. And yeah. I'm not saying fat girls are small tits and car parks are disgusting. I'm just oh, saying, they like, <laughs> it's not what I'm normally into. No, no. But, but like, like my, my whole sexual preferences change. When you're hungover? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's fucking... Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Porn doesn't get me anymore. It doesn't do it. Like, I have to go to a dark place. Oh, the, the porn's not dark enough for it's you? Not, well, that's the other thing. I don't want to see it. If it's in my head, I could control it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if it was in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking... Yeah, we're in the sauna well, again. Have you seen and, that ASMR stuff? What's that? Uh, it's... Oh. ASMR. I discovered this asphyxiation no no it's no. not even it's it's a psychological right i ever since i was a little kid right and i don't know whether you apparently this is more common than i thought i thought it was just me you, people get asmr from different things but let's say like if a teacher was showing me something or something like if someone's concentrating on something for me and they're all of it like i get it at the dentist and things like that if someone's fully concentrated on something and i'm up for me I get like a mad, I get like a nice, like an almost euphoric, gentle euphoria in my brain, right? Okay. And that's called ASMR. It's automated something, automated sensory meridian response. All right. Um, but a lot of people. So it's common. Yeah. Well, apparently so. I've never put a name to it until about <laughs> a year ago. Okay. And then, a, and then they described it to me, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, that's the thing I always get. That's mad." But people get it from like whispering. Oh, and like yeah, some people look yeah, at it from yeah. like the sound of like like that kind of stuff so like to be girls it'll just go yeah you're a dirty boy right and do all that shit do that again <laughs> such a dirty dirty little fucking <laughs> I bitch I might have it yeah <laughs> 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 wanking in the corner <laughs> yeah so there's loads of them on but like in, in like different scenarios just asmr just like sound recordings wow that's the new porn just listen to it god there's just something out there for everyone isn't it? yeah porn i just great. don't i, I just... think porn's a very very misunderstood art form yeah yeah it is art yeah, yeah there is an art to it but i just don't like it when you you know when they quit and then they do like an interview afterwards and they go yeah, yeah, I was badly abused, and they're like, "Oh, don't ruin it." Yeah, no, but that's why I like amateur porn. Yeah, it's much better. They do it for the yeah. love. Yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely better. Yeah. Or, or milf, you know, because then it's like you're old enough. Like to know that better. fat girl with small tits in a car park. <laughs> she wasn't getting paid. No, she wanted to be there with those two fellas. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. She looked like she was having such a good time. Oh, I like stories like that. Yeah. Yeah, amateur's where it's at for sure. Yeah. The um 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was just reading something the other day, and it was like Pornhub. Every time you watch it, you're generating revenue for them. But there's videos on there that people have tried for years to get taken off because they were 15. Oh. And like the like the boyfriend's gone, send me a video of you fingering yourself. She's done it. They're in love for six months. You know what it's like when you're a teenager. They split up and he thinks it's hilarious to just send it to Pornhub. Once it's there, it's there forever. It's never, ever going away. Yeah. And then you've got the, um, what's that fucking, what's a, a, a Mia Khalifa, that one. You know, yeah. uh, she did a few where she was wearing a hijab and like then she got a fatwa on her and she got death threats and stuff did she yeah yeah she tried to come out of it she was from tehran originally and um tried to launch a different career launch multiple lawsuits but as soon as they're taken down they're straight back up because someone else hosts them yeah yeah so it's like i don't know it's like it is an art and but we just judge people so harshly for doing it yeah i think that's the problem i think it should be mm. I mean, I don't. It's an accept, but I think that's changing. I think a lot of girls are doing OnlyFans and things now. Yeah, I think especially fuck. through like lockdown. Yeah, I think it's just a good income for people. My missus gets. I, I was talking about this the other week. So many fe- and so many fellas message her going, "Can I send you money?" What? Well, they they call pay pigs just for you, what? But, just but, to be audible to them. What? And like send the pictures of a tits and that. Oh right, but well, like. That's... They want to be humiliated by her. Oh. And when the first one came through, she was like, look at this. I've, got, I've had another one. I, I get these quite often. Have you seen this? And I was like, I'd never heard of it. I was like, what the fuck's a pay pig? Pay I was like, pig? take his money. Take his money. And, and she was <laughs> Don't like, Don't declare it. And I was like, take his money. And she was like, are you sure? I went, yeah. She went, all right, you filthy little slut. I want a, a thousand pounds in my bank tomorrow. And he just said, mm, and I was like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. He's, <laughs> there's an engagement there and I don't like it. I thought I was going to be all right with this, but I'm not. And then he sent the thousand pounds. You're like, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> but then Freddie Quinn had the great idea where I could just set it. I could just let him host that, that side of her Instagram. Perfect. Yeah, maybe. And I never need out. to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why he wanted to do that. Yeah, Did I he think he's, he's into some dark oh. shit. He's into some dark shit. There's a lot of comic. Oh, well, I know one who, who definitely is, because I got told. I'll tell you after. But tell like, me now. No. Why? I'm not naming a name. Come on. No, it's What not were they into, though? Just, like, humiliation and being pinned down and, you know, normal BDSM shit. Oh. But they probably wouldn't want to know. Oh, you think Freddy's into worse than that? Like, I think Freddy's into some fucking questionable stuff. Not that I'm, I'm saying he's a paedophile or nothing, by the way. I'm just saying, like... Depends on what country. <laughs> America, well, paedophile. Britain, not paedophile. He did go on a tour of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Yeah, loads of comics want to do that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Cambodia. Yeah, but where else? Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll figure that and out. He, he went to some questionable places. But yeah, he denies it fervently. Yeah, it's weird how paedophiles do that. Mm. just deny it yeah <laughs> never meet an honest paedophile do you <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really throwing wouldn't it though if the paedophile just went oh, come on yeah it's my all-time favorite idea that me and eddie who had for those listening eddie who's the guy i do the podcast with if we wanted to do a really really high pro uh, high quality production sketch mm. so it looks like a courtroom drama and like everyone's dressed perfectly it doesn't look like a comedy sketch and um and it's a guy in the dock and it's for um sexually assaulting a, a young lady who's underage who age is indeterminate but you can tell she's underage 
And the idea behind it was to highlight the misogyny that's inherent in society. That was the idea to justify it. Right? And the defense stands up and goes, Your Honor, look at her. <laughs> just look at her. And the, the judge looks and goes, Case closed. And just like <laughs> fucking kicks the court out. So like, what happens? Like, couldn't we all would? Sorry, love. <laughs> Sorry, we have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. This is why I can't recommend your podcast. Yeah, well, I've never said that publicly, but we say we're shit in this on your podcast. I don't do we though. Yeah, do we? you yeah. do. Oh, okay, you do. What's the worst thing? Because everyone always says the Chinese accent, and I the don't Chinese accent bad. wasn't the worst thing. No, that was the longest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get still get like messages from comics about that. You like catch up later. It's so my that's favorite, because I've told them to listen to it. But my favorite thing is that so Kai Humphreys told me when he listened to it, he said, Oh, he's doing a bit. He said, Oh, he thought for the first two mm. minutes I was doing a bit. And he says, and then when it got to ten minutes in, he was like, He's gonna do it for the whole one, the whole podcast. And then when he got to twenty minutes in, he said, I just forgot. I just yeah. thought it was two people having <laughs> a chat. That's the a genuinely impressive thing. Like it Dave's Dave's podcast is arguing for the sake of arguing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he hosted it with a guy called Eddie Hu, who is Chinese, but he's not. Chi he hasn't he's, got a Chinese accent. He's from Bolton. He's from Bolton. Yeah. Um, so when he couldn't make it one week, they just decided to mock him by doing Eddie, being Eddie, but with a hero. Yeah. <laughs> hero, Dave. Perfect. Hero, Mister Wrongry. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. It's, it is. It is funny. But the fact that the most impressive thing was is that you were able to carry a quite an intelligent conversation on with yourself for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, 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 again, that's another thing. Like, there's a lot of comedians now who don't know how to commit to a bit. Yeah. You know. So, like, but my book, right? My book was the number one selling book in erotic, humorous fiction. It was number one. So then I get messages from comedians going, have you written an erotic fiction book? I go, no. <laughs> they go, why is it number one? I go, because you get to choose what category it goes in. So I thought it would be funny if I just put it in humorous erotic fiction. <laughs> and they went, oh, right. And I'm like, don't you get it? Do you, do you realize what fucking great screenshots you're going to get from that? You put the book in erotic fiction. And like the other day I was on top of Punjabi Widows. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking smashing Punjabi Widows. And like, I, I, you think the some people are buying it thinking it's erotic fiction? No, and then, no one. And then like no one. trying to make the right choices That's, to get to the... But I imagine bit. being the opposite, like being an erotic writer, looking at the top 10, and there's like the nanny werewolf, hmm. there's uh, whips and chains stories from BDSM, uh, there's Punjabi widows, there's back entrance daughters or whatever. And then there's, how did the gig go? A day in the life of an average stand-up comic. <laughs> and I think they're looking at it going, what the fuck's that? What's that doing there? And so like, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, like if there's another chance to do a joke, why wouldn't you do it? And they, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get when someone, so someone else has written a book and it's like, it's all very autobiographical and sincere and like, all right, I can understand why you would not want to fuck with that. But if I, I've written a book that's this that, that's just obs, obscenely stupid, so why wouldn't I take it to the next level and make it even more stupid and play? I might change the category later and put it in science. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to just want to fuck about. Yeah, should, we should explain the book to people in case anyone does. If you're looking for a Christmas present for any comedy fans, 
uh, it, what's it called? How did the gig go? It's a called, day in the life of an average stand-up comic. Well, the book's called How Did the Gig Go? But Amazon gives you the opportunity to add a subtitle. So I put A Day in the Life of the Average Stand-Up Comic yeah. based on a true story. And it's a, it's a choose-your-own-ending. It's, well, you can't use the phrase choose your own adventure because that's heavily copyrighted. All right. So we'll go with choose your own path. Oh, okay. Choose that's different own. enough. Okay. So you get to a part of the book and you decide how to progress. So the, 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 the story starts that you are a stand-up comedian and you get a last-minute gig. And from there, you get to choose whether or not you do new material or old material. And then the next choice is... Uh, you you uh, either take the money or leave the money, but I won't say what it is that you take the money from. Oh, fuck it, I might as well. You run over and kill an old lady <laughs> and you have to decide how you're going to go from there. So then it diverges into two separate stories. One is where you go to the gig uh, having taken the money and the other one is when you get to the gig without taking the money. One of them takes you uh, in a very deep and dark journey about your own racism and sexual conduct and the other one ends up in a race war with elephants involved and uh and then there's one where you're doing a a a gig in hell and then there's the final battle between heaven and hell which is why it's based on a true story so it's the conversations it's the decisions that comedians have to make every day so (laughs) how many times have you run over and killed an old lady too many (laughs) But, (laughs) but i think for comedians Page six is the one where they'll go, oh, okay, I'm in. Because the the question is, do you want to do old material or new material? Yeah. So you'll see. Whereas like normal people who read it, I've tried to give them a flavor of what it's like to die on stage and what it's like to be angry with the audience. Mm. So, like, so, so to, to, to grasp the feeling rather than like relay the information. Yeah, yeah. So you know what it's like to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, ugh, it's feel horrible. Yeah. And when was the last time you died, by the way? <sighs> um, don't know. Because I haven't died since 2016. Mm, and I filmed it. it. I took my phone out and filmed the audience. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, in, in Edinburgh. booing and yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I told them all to die on the way home. <laughs> right. That was a big death. That was like 400 people. That's, yeah. a, that's a proper death. It's not like 10 people in a cafe. Yeah. That was a proper death. But you haven't died for ages. No, pro- I've done not well at a charity gig. Yeah. Where the mic didn't work. Different. But, yeah. yeah. It's not a death. No. So you can say to people, the death feels like you're just really embarrassed and it feels like nothing you said is ever funny. And you're driving home and you're like, you feel awful and you'd never want to do it again. And you're going to change your whole act. And then you go back the next night and do exactly the same set and you smash it. And you're like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. Whereas in this, I've like tried to, get inside what it actually feels like to be failing at something that everyone in the room is convinced you are a professional at, <laughs> which is essentially the embarrassment, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like a surgeon opening up a heart <laughs> and then going, ah, I wasn't expecting that. This is a fucking mess. This there's blood everywhere. Fuck's sake. It is that really, isn't it? I've never thought of it that way. You're failing at something yeah. where everyone in the room was told you're really good at, <laughs> you know, please yeah. welcome to the stage. He's a great friend of mine, the wonderful Mr. Dave Longley walking on. Ah, oh, Paul Smith's friend. Paul's got funny friends. He's a stand-up comic. He's professional. It's hot water comedy club. This is going to be great. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> this guy's fucking shit. And I paid 15 quid. Make funny or fuck off. 
Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst feeling. I had the, there was a guy on, I won't say who it was, but there was a guy on a few weeks, well, just before last lockdown. And we had the, we'd been told that there was a girl coming in with Tourette's. Um, just so just to be aware of it. She said she doesn't tick that, that badly. She's just a couple of noises. And I was like, that's fine, yeah. She's been before, it turns out. Um, so she, they, they sit her in at the back with the girl who's with her. And um, she'd also, she'd had a bit of a, she'd had a head injury. So she'd, um, she'd lost the power of speech. So she was kind of learning to speak again, I think. Right. So her speech was a little bit slurred as well. Um, so this, that goes on to start. There was a little bit of a, like a whistle and stuff from her. So I just ignored it, carries on. And then this first act goes on. And <laughs> it wasn't doing well. Like, it, they were tolerating him, but he wasn't doing well. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm sat at the back going, as you do, like just waiting, just because if someone's dying, I'm always have to sit there because you don't know when they're gonna come off, yeah. and they're just gonna <laughs> give up. So I'm sat there, and uh, this girl Tourette's just turned around and goes, "He's shit." <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the girl, she's like, "Don't don't listen to her. She's got Tourette's," and she went, "This is not me, Tourette's. <laughs> He's shit." <laughs> but, <laughs> and I swear, but then oh, so I'm screaming, laughing. That's funny. It's one of, Please it, tell me the comic on stage laughed. It, no, because all oh. he did was me laughing oh. loads, and he didn't know what I was laughing. But I was the only one in the room, fucking crying my eyes out, laughing. And the, everyone's like looking over, and I'm like, ah! Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it was so bad. I never told him. I was at the Glee in Cardiff, and. Um, there was a Tourette's woman in, but we didn't get told. Mm. So I walked on and all I heard was, <whistles> and I was like, oh, don't swing that way, mate. Thanks anyway. Blah, 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 blah. <whistles> I'm like, is that clunk from Wacky Races? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? So like, and then carrying on talking. <whistles> you know, what is that? And I was just, right, okay. okay. What is going on? And she went, sorry, got Tourette's. I went, oh, okay, no problem. So then, carried on talking. I heard to go, oh, church. I'm in church. Woo, fuck off. And you're like, and then everyone's laughing. Yeah. She's laughing. And it's like, I just went, there's, there's fucking no point. There's nothing I can say that's going to be funnier than yeah. you. I said, can you keep a lid on it? She went, I'm trying. I'm trying. Fuck off. Like, and you're like, right. So anyway, she manages to keep a lid on it. So I get into a bit of momentum. I have a good gig. And then uh, I do, I do like a, a pause in a joke. And she just goes, wow, saucy. <laughs> Everyone just bursts out laughing like, fuck. You can't be mad at her either. No. You know what I mean? Because she, she can't help it. But yeah, the Tourette's one's weird. There's, there's, um, Gemma Luke Montague. Yeah. The, the guy with Tourette's. Yeah. That was always the problem he had because he couldn't, he'd, he'd always tick off the stage. So everyone, and you'd have to reference it then. Yeah. So everyone would be aware of him. Yeah. So and I, so he'd walk on at this like level where I'm gonna go. This is gonna be fucking hilarious, but he could never quite. His material could. He he suffered with what you what's happened to you there more than anyone else because yeah. his material could never live up. Yeah. To the ticks. To a disability. So had, yeah. <laughs> so we had to kind of. People say disability ticks. isn't yeah. funny. <laughs> it's like the first time I gig with Pete Selwood. You know, who does a podcast with Jack Carroll. Yeah. He's got one hand. So he went on and his whole set's about one hand. So I went on after him and I went, oh, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking took my whole act. <laughs> so then I've done it. I've got to commit to the bit. Yeah. So I did the whole set with one hand. Did you? Like, yeah. 
such a dickhead. You just got to commit. <laughs> but the, sorry, go on. You're going to say something. We're going to have to. Um, we, we, we've talked for a long time. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. Well, the book's called. So the, yeah. How did the gig go? Just wanted to make sure everyone knew where and to get it. There's another one called a Proper Guide. Oh yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Proper Guide to Comparing by a Proper Comedian, which is a uh, which response. is a piss take of Freddie Quinn's book, <laughs> which he had the balls to release, which we won't even advertise because it's. I, I don't like slagging Freddie off that much on this podcast because I don't think it slags him off. I just think it's funny. No, I don't think that does. I feel like my my comments on his book will slag him off. Oh, I, I never feel read like it. it was absolutely no. I just feel like the the action of him writing a book about comparing was a joke. <laughs> so did a lot of other people. But, uh, he maintains that it made him a lot of money. Well, questionable. Um, so yeah, be, do buy Dave's books and do if you've enjoyed Dave, listen to his podcast. Maybe this was the entry level. Yeah, maybe this will get people involved. Yeah, listen. Yeah. To, it is very, very, very funny. And, and he listens have some good guests. <laughs> and Eddie, who is hilarious, he is, and needs is a wider funny. audience because he does. He's a super talented individual. He is. Um, he really is. And you also, yeah, there's some with me on there. Yeah, the there is. Catalog. Yeah, they're really good as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's some with uh, Chris Keogh, who's very interesting. He's fucking cool, very yeah. useful. Jack Caddles on there as well. Yes, a little spaz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and I, I think my favourite part of your podcast are the little, every so often you'll do like a sketch episode. Yeah, I haven't done one of those for yeah, a while. I enjoy them. I myself. might do a, yeah, I might do one. Yeah. yeah, they're good. So yeah. yeah, do that. Thank you for all listening. Thank you, Dave, for driving all the way down. And, my pleasure. And, and, and being my guest. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you have, like, subscribe and all that nonsense. Uh, and yeah, just tell all your mates about it. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Until then, have a good time.